We are back here, part two of our discussion of sibling rivalry, only child, and and com comparing with to uh, families with siblings, brothers, sisters. Uh, we brothers left sisters. off at where did we leave off? Nick's feeling if his if he wasn't adopted, if his mother if well, he was a blood child. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the original question was. Uh, for Ben and I, and I addressed the question, and well, he thought I was answering, but uh, do you feel like you were wanted right. as a child? Right. And I, we pretty much deciphered no for me. Let's go to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You don't touch the microphone. No. Never. Yoda. It's <laughs> <laughs> my little one trying to grab the stand. <laughs> I will have to say 50-50 on the matter. I feel I feel my dad didn't want me at times. And then I feel my mom didn't want me at times. But then my mom really didn't have much of a... Wasn't a strong... She wasn't a strong independent woman. You know, she just didn't know how to handle a lot of life's problems. The bulliness in school for me. Just didn't know how to handle, go about, you know, taking care of that. What's the best way to do anything? She didn't really believe in fighting and violence, you know. Right. And uh, my dad really just kind of didn't, on the back burner on a lot of things, like, oh, you just got to suck it up and handle it. But then he was gone all week, second shift. I did not see him because I would go to bed, go to school by 9, 9.30, I'd go to bed, and he'd be home at 11.30. I would not see him until Saturday. And that, and I'd say on the matter, 50-50 matter. No. Do you feel that you were wanted? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've never felt not wanted ever. Okay. Ever. I mean, none of us are planned. But yeah. I've never felt ever that they didn't want us or kids in general. Never. Never, never. How about you? No. Nope. <clears throat> I, look, I just have a really pathetic, sad story. So I just. No. All the way around by my mom or my dad. I didn't feel wanted <laughs> or loved. Are you the youngest? Yeah. The last of the Mohicans. Yep, that was their last chance for a boy. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. <laughs> Boys got a meow meow. No, I don't know. I just. I grew up with somebody who treated me like they hated me. You know, like I, uh, like literally treated me like they hated me. Didn't want me there made every effort they possibly could to get me out as fast as they could. Did you live with your dad then? Yeah. Why didn't you live with your mom? Well, or you she just... didn't want us. She oh, okay. Us behind. Oh, I, I, okay. I seen her every other weekend, but... Oh, I didn't know that. She well, that right there would make you feel not wanted. Yeah. And, and yeah, he got married to someone who already had a child, and she didn't want us there. She was very mm. jealous. Very jealous. She was, you know, she wanted my dad all for her and her right. daughter. Right, yeah. That she was sucks. very jealous. And she did all she could to, you know, manipulate him. How old were you? 
was five. Ugh. I should have scored when yeah. I was three. I was five. But yeah. Shitty. She did all she could to manipulate him. And I mean, oh my gosh, there, there's just so so much I can tell you. That's why you don't want the podcast getting out. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, it's my personal story. If I want people to know about it, I'll tell them. But I don't, you know, I want the wrong people to know because then it just causes right controversy where there doesn't need to be any. And when you have a big family, where gets out things right, and then you know, and these people that are involved would play the victim, right? Yeah, you know, they would be the victims. They're the victims even now to this day. You know, never mind all the stuff that they did to a five-year-old, six-year-old, you know, all the way up until I was able to finally escape. Hmm. And I I wasn't the only one that got hurt. I mean, my sisters did, but I got the brunt of it. Right, you were the youngest, yeah. Yeah. I'm so much younger. Very tiny age to be away from a mother for one thing and then be thrown in a situation where you're definitely not wanted that's horrible right you weren't wanted and yeah. just she just <coughs> to make it mean yeah stuff i can't imagine <laughs> i had no idea that sucks yeah you made the cinderella joke earlier Oof. yeah well like, you want to yeah. take that back <laughs> no i mean that's what it sounds like that's why i said that ouch <laughs> yeah nobody from our family's going to hear this podcast <laughs> i guarantee you that nobody in my family cares to listen to me why would they, why would they pull me up on the internet? <laughs> now let me ask, me let me back, ask you yeah, this, Nick. But if you are interested, you can find me down the Big Ben Shady on Spotify. Yes. Let me ask you this, Nick. Growing up, us as us being the only child, I'll let you work with that. Um, growing up, when you would go into hang out with friends and everything, and your friends had families, brothers and sisters... Did you feel any kind of jealousy, like, oh, I wish I had a brother, I wish I had a sister? This family's pretty cool, you know. You know I'm going to guess no. Or did you just be like, no, you know, I'm glad I didn't have any brothers, sisters. I'm going to back you up to the beginning of the question where you said hang out with friends, and I'm going to put friends in quotation marks. Because my parents were financially pretty well off. They spoiled the shit out of me. My mom, mostly. Yeah, your dad did too. My he took had, you a lot of places. We uh, touched on that earlier when you were at work. Okay. When you were working. Yeah, but that—that's a lot of money. But, uh, he spent a lot of time with you. I had a lot of the cool stuff, so a lot of people wanted to hang out and be friends with me to play with my toys. My mom will testify that my friends would come over and break my shit. So when I hung out with them, and then I would see my friends, and then their siblings, and that I was always—it was just—if I was at their house. It just felt awkward all the time. That's why I said no. I it, can it see really, you being... Yeah. You were included. It was too chaotic for you, I think. Partially. It was just... A, felt like the outcast. You know, I don't belong in this house here with these people, you know, even though whoever it is that I'm hanging out with is trying to include me. There's too much going on. And half the time I would just end up by myself for a minute. Yeah. That's, that's probably a good way to put it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know how to handle it and all that, so... Not really. I don't. I wouldn't say I really felt the jealousy of I want that because I didn't like that. Whether it was intentional exclusion of me or intentional picking on me or whatever it was, because there was a lot of that too. Where you know, so and so and his 
brother and sister, and then they would pick on me together because, you know, siblings all of a sudden have someone to gang up on. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I really felt that jealousy thing of that. I don't really... Didn't really kind of realize that until I got older, you know, in my later teenage years of having someone else there for stuff. One of the reasons I touched on this in one of my early episodes on mine is I used to do my own radio show, you know, and that was my way of me hanging out with someone. I would just basically, you know, put a cassette tape in the thing. Yes, I'm dating myself with a cassette tape, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Pretend to be a radio DJ, you know, like record your songs. Own diary in a way. <coughs> Kinda, yeah, yeah. I would never go that deep into, into conversations like we do on the podcast, but I was always just trying to entertain myself in a way, pretending there's someone else there, whether it be a virtual audience or whatever, you know. That was like me and my bar- my Barbies, because I always I played for the most part all by myself. Yeah. So. I remember the uh, sitting. Indian style in the center cushion of a couch facing the cushion and that cushion was always my wrestling ring before they built the wrestling rings okay. <laughs> and my ninja turtles would always wrestle that would be the wrestling ring you know the, the third cushion over here would be you know the heels and this one would be the baby faces and I would line up a card and have my little matches and shit like that and <laughs> again you know I'm doing something to play with myself but what am I ultimately doing I'm entertaining a third party that's not even there you know yeah. but yeah, I have, to, I have to say that too, no jealousy in that. I did have neighbors, which was across the street to Priby's and that Dana and Donald. Uh, there were some times when I'd see them joke around and have a good time. Like, oh man, this, this is cool, you know. But then I would see a lot of the fighting. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be a part of this, you know, brothers. I don't want to have brothers or sisters or Having nothing to like share that. share your toys and fight yeah, with people. Toys got broke anyway. I had a ton of toys myself. And then growing up as a teenage years, I just become more self-isolated, and I created yeah. my hobby, my cartoon basketball league, yeah. which I still do to this day. Yeah, and that, and that's just my entertainment, you know, just a hobby, just to keep myself occupied. And you know, now I find stuff fun like podcasts to listen to or create my own podcast. You know, and, you know, and then we try to have our lunches together, you know, once a month. And, I, I think that's a big portion of how we got drawn to each other. You know, we, we, we had that same wavelength, that same vibe, only children and stuff like that. And yeah. Well, sophomore year? Yeah, Mr. Humanski. Yeah, Mr. Humanski, he's a good guy too. Yeah. But yeah, we, we kind of vibed and got along good. God, here we are, years later. Now I could be. That's great. Now I could play the senile card. And I could I could be the senile card and have dementia, and I really could not explain or I could not say how we come across each other, how we started hanging out. You know, if you remember, I don't remember. You know, did how did we? You guys were in the bathroom. He told me this story, and you looked over and said, I "Like your junk." Okay. <laughs> Pretty much how it started from there. That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have seen the jump if we were taking the dump in the urinal. You know, right? we, played, in there we played sword fights, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, too, too like soft hey. I imagine we talked, but how do we? How it led to me coming to visit your house when you were living with your mom there on what two ninety four? Yeah, two ninety fifth. Phone needs to charge, baby. Yeah. I remember taking the bus out there. You know. Yeah, I think we met in class, and then I think we just 
they happened to see each other at lunch period or something Wouldn't like that. So we started sitting with each other. She was, but I did. I'm impartial yeah. to the long and hair, you know, especially with the curls. Also from a shop now that Jordan got yeah. her hair cut, so I do like it, but I miss the long hair. Clip where I hung out with. It's so much easier to take care of when it's short, though. Yeah. Oh, I don't you know. want to cut it. I, yeah, I, I didn't want to say. He listens to mine. Yeah, I would hang out with Cameron. Because I think once, I have a feeling that once. The curls are going to be gone, you can tell. It's already yeah, gone. Yep. But yeah, it was, yeah, Kennedy's was just up at the like that until she got that. Cut. I think escalated more from there. Right. <laughs> Do you guys? I have a. Uh, I bought a track phone. You know, remember we had those two packs a on sale. Phone. Well, no, you don't because you're not HSN anymore. Um, <laughs> we had a two pack the other day, uh, a few months ago, and I bought them. But I was going to say, I have an extra phone that I won't use. You guys will have to give to her so she can have her own phone with Wi-Fi. As long as she don't drop it in the toilet. Yeah, that's she yes. she's doing it once before. She's doing it once. You can't do it because we keep it locked. Keep doing that. Straighten it out. That looks cool. That way she doesn't have to use your guys' phone. Can give it remind when we go up, I'll give it to you because I'm not going to use it. I have two of them. <laughs> I wanted it just for the minutes to put on the girls' actual phones so they can call, but if you don't want it, we'll take it for her. Yeah, she could have it. What's what is a highlight? I'll start with you first. Okay, what's a highlight, a good moment that you have or had or have? With your sisters, what's the good moment? What's something you remember that makes puts a smile on your face with your sisters that you would not, you know? A particular moment? Yeah. Andy, what do you got? Uh, don't want to go off topic. I don't know here. if I have a particular moment. I miss what I what I miss that always made me happy was when we would all well. Only three of us really get together because the other one's a homebody. She never leaves her house to do anything with anybody. Hmm. But, uh, like, literally, she never comes out except for the holidays. Yeah. By choice, mostly. Tell my mom it's now. Um, but my, what I like to do is, uh, what I miss us doing was when we would meet up for coffee. We at least did it once a week. And we would meet up for coffee at, um, at uh, Big B. Like clockwork. Just that time together, the quality time that we spent together doing that. I, kind of, I miss that, but it was always a fun time. We didn't do anything special. We would just meet for coffee. They'd bring their coupons, equip coupons or whatever. We would just wow. talk and hang out. That's all, you know. But now we don't. I don't know. Nobody's schedule seems to coordinate anymore for us to be able to do that anymore. Especially now that I'm nights. My other sister's working now, and just our schedules don't mesh anymore. How about you? What's up? highlight of your time with your brothers and sisters at what age are you thinking younger anytime from kid teenagers to now or any we've always all gotten along now me and my sister shared a room and we did not get along when we were younger we never did anything together she was always one that stayed in the house and would watch tv crochet whatever and me and jason would be out me and jason used to go all over the place we'd go Spearing, walking back to the woods, go bike rides, all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know if I have a particular moment either, but we've always all. Did you all, did you all go for like ice cream and share a laugh or anything like that? No. No, we've never done anything where we've all met all four of us ever. Me and 
my sister and my sister-in-law go out twice a year now for, for lunch, but we've never done anything with the four of us where we've done anything together like that, no. We just haven't. It's too hard with everyone's jobs to hang, and everyone's got kids. It's too hard to <laughs> get a time to do that. We never really... We were together always growing up. You know, we never not saw each other. So now that we all are married and have kids, it's... Uh-oh. We just don't have the time for it, but... But we don't... But we did a lot of stuff together. I mean, we were always together until we moved out of the house. She gonna lose that ball. Until like 16 or 17 at least. But I never hung out with them. Like Jason had his own friends. I had my own friends. Lisa didn't really have friends and just kind of stayed at home. And Jeff was younger. So once we were teenagers, we didn't do a whole lot together. There was like a three-year stint where I didn't even see Jason because he was up in Grand Rapids and Lansing going to college. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, I have times like when we were little, like the Christmas was always fun because we would all sneak out early in the morning after Santa came and go look at the presents, you know, where the parents were... Maybe still sleeping, I don't know. <laughs> they probably knew we were doing it, but to go through the presents and look and see what was ours and that kind of stuff and talking about it in the bedroom. But. Let's open up another can of worms around the table. Sure. Start with you. It's your show. What is. We'll, we'll start with the. Start on the bad note and we'll come back around with a happy note. What is your worst memory from childhood? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll share it. I don't care. I told you before. It was back in the early days before my dad changed his ways and stopped drinking. He would be one at night where... I would. I can remember. This probably would be 83, 84. Hello. I was. I was five, six years old. I'm watching cartoons, and I remember my dad coming in. He was one that would be go drink. Much as he could, go down to the local bar down the street and everything. And I remember him and my mom got into it about something. And that my mom's sitting in a chair. I'm sitting in a different chair. No. Well, I'm talking right now. I can't see. I'm sitting in a different chair. I'm watching He-Man. And I remember my dad coming in and arguing with my mom about something. And I just remember my dad going over and laying his hands on my mom. Like, semi-partially choking her. How old were you? Five, six years old. I can remember that. Holy shit. Just I had embedded in my mom, my mind, yeah. my mom, sure. my mind. <laughs> her too. <laughs> and, then, and then he like got up and he like went out and walked away and left. And then, and then my mom's crying and I just remember taking a pillow and comfort comforting her and you know it'll be okay it'll be good. okay here's a pillow you'll know, hold on to it. And she kind of like crunched the pillow and she held on to it. And, she cried for a few minutes, and then she went away, and she did her own little thing, you know, and I just kind of like, you just don't forget shit oh, like yeah. that. I'm no, sure. that's not going to go right. away. Yeah, that's, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. Hmm. What was your worst moment? That's it. 
not that bad. <laughs> um, hmm. You got one, babe? Sorry. <laughs> the worst my parents my parents <laughs> never fought. No, ever. it doesn't even have to be your parents fighting. It's just I know. childhood memory, yeah. Nothing bad ever. Um, what do you got there? Not really. We something you don't want to share. No, my parents have never fought. The only time they ever fought, which was the stupidest thing, my mom had just swept her laundry room and to get to my dad's workroom, which is where he did all his woodwork stuff. You have to walk through the laundry room to get in there, and she had just swept, and he tracked a whole bunch of sawdust through it, and she was yelling at him. Now, my parents did not fight, ever, and so to see my mom yell at my dad, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal to most, but when your parents have never yelled at each other ever yeah. a day in their life, and she was yelling at him, all of us kids literally thought they were going to get divorced. We were all crying, we were screaming, we are like... They're yelling at each other, get divorced. It was just for something so stupid. They weren't even really like fighting. Like fight fight. Right, it was just her yelling at him. But uh, yeah, no, I don't have anything, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, I guess it's not unfortunate for me. But. <laughs> I hated Liver Road. I hated that fucking school. I wish that school would have burnt the fuck down. You know, I don't know how you feel about that school, but I just personally hated it. I dealt with bullies back in that day. There's a lot of shit I won't discuss into that. That'll be for another time. Leverett was where I was able to, junior high, was where I was able to start turning my stone. Uh, I grew up with the same kids from K through 6. Half of them ended up going to Leverett, half of them broke off, went to whatever the uh, Central Catholic's feeder junior high was okay. so they all broke off so I started to lose some of all my grade school bullies and shit like that so Leverett is when I started to turn come high school there's even more people I can reinvent myself so um, going back to the negative thing question they are yeah near the divorcing time you could technically the scotch is coming out <laughs> technically say we were homeless uh, we had a campground. Uh, it was Sunset Acres up in Michigan. And we spent the summer there. And my mom would pick up some extra shifts during the summer doing random jobs and stuff like that. So she would be gone throughout the day. And then uh, my dad was working second shift still as a cop. So he was gone midday. So I'd have a good few hours by myself. There were times where you know what, let's back it up even further. Let's back it up even further. Uh, prior to that, uh, Alice might have been, this, let's see, that was during the summer. In the winter time, we stayed at my grandma's house. So probably going back to the winter, spring, leading up to that summer, during the divorce, we still had the house on 102nd. And I would be home alone in that big-ass house. Well, Eight, nine, ten, I don't know. But, uh, God, I remember just sitting in the room by myself. Half the shit's moved out. I mean, it's, it's barely. We're basically just waiting to find a place. So half the shit's moved out. Some of it's in storage. He's got his shit gone, whatever. Playing over and over again, Puff the Magic Dragon. Just, you know, playing with some Hot Wheel toys, playing the song over and over again. 
think you're doing okay in life, right? Fast forward 37 years, and all of a sudden your kids play that song, and <laughs> wow. yeah, you're chomping down in that bottom lip, trying not to bust out in tears in front of them because of that, because they're not going to understand why. But uh, yeah, that's somewhere at the campground. This is pre-cable, folks. This is uh, over-the-air antenna times. Some of you might be back to that by now. We may have come full circle. Uh, at the campground by myself, one of the neighboring campers were good friends with my parents, so they would kind of watch me or whatever, but middle of the day, fucking soap operas. And I don't remember what the hell I turned on, which one it was, but all I know the scene was... And, like, I immediately flipped the fucking TV off. Like, I turned it on to see the scene, turned it right back off. It's a little kid and a kid crying. And then the older sibling. So we're talking maybe a one-year-old and then a four-year-old. You know, the four-year-old trying to console the one-year-old in this soap opera. Saying, I don't know where Mommy and Daddy are right now. That was it. Turn that fucker off. I'm done with it. Because there I am all alone at this campground. You know, God knows where the fuck I am, you know. Yeah, it was just like, I turned on the show to be reminded of how fucking lonely I am. Thanks, life, you know? That, to, to this day, I can picture that scene. That kid had a little red sweatshirt on, the other one had a little brown sweater vest. And it's just, God, I could... That, that eats me. That eats the fuck out of me, that little loneliness thing. My dark moment in my life will probably have to be say in the time in Leverett where I've dealt with bullies so bad let's just say in the long term that I did take a knife with me to school one day I was going to wind up using the knife on that specific person but then that person did not show up and called off the school that day who knows where that would all landed if I would have pulled the knife out on that person Yeah, been arrested, gone to jail, had a criminal record, could have been the start of something Worse downhill, you know. Make me want to fight. Make me want to pull a knife out. I was just gonna say that could have took it from you and stabbed you even. Yeah, yeah that too. I wouldn't have my Benny. <laughs> yeah, if I would have pulled the knife or had the knife put on me, you know, we yeah. probably would have never crossed if you were paths. Already intimidated. Like, would you actually have the guts? You know what I mean? Like, when the time actually came, would you have the guts to actually go after him with it? If he pursued you and came forward, what would you have done? You know, and I guess you never know the answer to that question, but... Right. There's a reason why things happen sometimes, and it was either to... Well, either way, it would have been to protect you one way or the other. Protect you from going to jail or protect you from getting your own yeah. suffering. Yeah. So... Who knows how that would have led? I mean, would I have blown my mind... And just lost it and went after him, or what I've done. Think about that. You're not. You're a tender heart, anyway. To this day, you're a tender heart. <laughs> He's a big teddy so bear. You would have done something like that. You would have to live with that for the rest of your life. You would have hurt somebody. You know, you might have reacted in that moment because you were angry and blah blah blah. But what would you have felt though? You would have actually killed him. Took his life. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, I just, you know, just where would that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're angry, you know, you're tired of the bullying, blah, blah, blah. Or would it have fueled the taste for more blood? Well. <laughs> and turned him down a real dark path, you know? Maybe it just would have well, shut all that tender heart off. No, I, yeah. A serial killer. <laughs> they say one in uh, every five people are serial killers. There's five people in this, well, Tracy walked away, but there's five people in this room. 
That's true. I wonder who it is. Amelia. Oh, I just say that. I'll raise my hand on that. <laughs> I yeah. I no. just. What I have tried to do something out of thing, and then, like you said, lost my knife, you know, from that person, and they used it on me. And do you remember what your intentions were, or was it just like a intimidation factor? Or intimidation I, or factor. Protection, I was protection. I was gonna pull it out on him if he would have tried to start swinging at me, wanting to fight me, pushing me. I would have just turned around, and just started going after him and shit. So you feel like you would have been more using it to defend yourself, not for the purpose of actually stabbing him. Defend myself, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you didn't take it to go and maim him. Then you just took it in case he was there to fuck with you again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know back then, too, all these bullying, these teachers didn't do jack shit for they us. They still don't. Yeah. They still don't. That whole anti-bullying campaign is a waste of fucking time and resources. Yeah. That's, that they schools just turn the blind eye to that shit. Yeah. They say how much they care, but they don't do a first shitty tomato There's nothing public. they can do, to be honest. I was bullied in school, too, mm-hmm. but I only took it up to a point, and then I, when I couldn't take it anymore, I would explode. Harley has made her appearance in her Christmas costume. Yay. The T-Rex dinosaur. <laughs> gonna get you that is amazing <laughs> that <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> dinosaur oh my goodness the blow up t-rex costume harley now is rocking huh i was just talking we are in the point of this podcast we just had the dark sh- dark deep moment that of our bullying campaign but we just got entertained with the laughter yeah. of Miss Harley Klinowski yes, here with her dinosaur. dinosaur. Oh, that, yeah, that 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 was a real good, perfect interruption time. Yeah. That was nice. Arr, I'm gonna get you. What? Uh, you had the wherewithal to think about bringing the knife. Then you grabbed the knife, and the whole time you were probably thinking about it before you even Look got to class. So the whole time your mind was on that knife, right? Yeah. Yeah. But never had to use the knife never because had that to person use it. Came, didn't come in that day. The fact that you had that much time to think about it and consider it and know that you had that opportunity, you probably would have used it. That's my opinion. You had enough time to think about it and change your mind or question it and be unsure. The fact that you still went through with it knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy to oh, think like that. Oh, you don't want me to yeah. be here? That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to push me away. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that. This is her house. She can sit wherever she wants. Well, as long as we got the happy dino gear shifter, that's what's your happiest memory? Mm-hmm. Happiest memory as a child? Oh God, probably the uh, well, just just the uh, Christmas time. What was the question? Happiest time being a child. Happiest. Happiest. Probably just Christmas time, just getting the Nintendo game that I wanted, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, opening it up as a gift, you know, and like, oh shit, yeah, I got Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and then just getting it going, getting ready to play after all the presents are 
undone, unwrapped, and my mom's in the kitchen cooking, grandma's cooking, my dad's doing his thing, and I go up in my bedroom, I turn the TV on, and whipped up the Nintendo, and just happy, just being a kid, you know, just, okay, it's Christmas time, I'm good, got Christmas cookies, I'm playing Nintendo, I'm off on winter break from school, you know, didn't have to go to work at the time, you know, and just just happy with you know toys that I got for Christmas time just made me happy as a kid you know. that particular that one particular year then yeah or in general just Christmas time in general too oh, yeah. Christmas lover <laughs> you like the holidays well it is a T-Rex. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy for people that do like it. Like, I'm glad she likes it, but... You're a Halloween man. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's the other side, too, is I like the darker side of it, too. I, I don't... You know, I was pretty happy a few years ago when they came out with Krampus. Hell, yesterday alone, Christmas Day alone, we had... I put on... We had... I put on... <laughs> we didn't. I did. Um, put on Krampus, and then uh, Batman Returns. Oh, nice. Remember that one? Because that yeah. was central around Christmas. And then I had plans to put on Nightmare Before Christmas, but we never got around to it. But. Hmm. Yeah, I like, like that little darker twist. I kind of, you know, hindsight, I grew up on horror. You know, I didn't really dawn on me till a few years back that that's... That late 70s, 80s horror gore genre, when all that weird shit was coming out, I grew up on all that. The Evil Dead, you know, all Friday the 13th, Nightmare, Hellraiser, Halloween, Ghoulies, Gremlins, all that darker side stuff. That was my shit. Did you ever get to go see the horror movies in the theaters? Or? No, no. That's how um, it was with my mom and dad. They wouldn't take me. The only Halloween, no, or no, I'm sorry. The only... Yeah. Only time I got to see a Friday the Thirteenth movie in the theater was probably the last one in '93, part Part Nine. Jason goes to hell. I got to go see that at Southwick Mall in the theater. I thought that was badass. My uncle took me. We rode out the Tartar bus out to Southwick, and he paid for it, and he sat with it, and he kind of like talked to my mom about it. And she was fine with it, you know, and she knew that I wasn't going to be one to go start a mass murdering spree. You know, at that time in '93, '94, she didn't know about the knife either and never it. No, I t- that, yeah, that's a secret. That's I told her, you know, later on, probably ten years later, I told her that, you know. Well, how'd she take that? She was just surprised. She was just kind of shocked and like, "Oh man, well, I'm glad you never did that." You know, and just, you know, I'm sorry you dealt with the bullies. You know, and she felt like she wish she would have helped better regards of the bullies. And then my dad just didn't really care because he was at work, you know, Monday through Friday, gone on second. My mom always hit me with the old, they're only picking on you because they like you. That's why they pushed me down the stairs and punched me. That's a funny fucking way to show affection. You remember... You remember Leverett, the fights, the students, and the hall monitors, and the hall monitors got knocked yeah, down the steps? Yeah, I can't remember what that one, the old skinny white kid, what the hell was his yeah. name? I want to say Tom, but I don't think that was it. Tim, Tom. Remember him getting knocked down yeah, the steps? Yeah, he got knocked down the stairs. And remember Leverett, two black girls got into it, and their shirts came off in their bras, or they're fighting in their bras. 
Did you ever have in high school at Woodward, Mr. Florkowski? Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. I remember a fight broke out outside his room. He goes, I'll be right back. <laughs> no shit. And then there was another time. He goes, well, no, it was the same time. Yeah, he comes back and he goes, I got no problem breaking up two guys. It's no problem. You just grab them by the necks and they'll stop, you know. I will not touch two two girls fighting. <laughs> they, they don't care. I'm not breaking that. I'm locking my door. You're staying in here. <laughs> he was an awesome dude. <laughs> old guy, too. I mean, he was old. He was energetic, spunky. Oh, yeah. He made learning fun. He needed more of that. As you see, our wife's left the podcast. Yeah, they're back over to the couch. They don't like the, the fancy new leather. They were pleather stools, chit chat. For a while, then they get prayed, then doing your uh, road trip podcast here at Whiskey Nicks. Kind of like when they're babies. Yes. For a while, they're not afraid of people. Then all of a sudden, they are, and they want to be near you. And then they podcast available on Spotify. Yes. Like it or not, with Big Ben Shady. You can find Big Ben Shady on Twitter at. I was gonna say all that. <laughs> we're not done yet. I wanted to share one more little. Wanted to share one more little quick story. Hey, babe, you remember when we first started dating? I do. Oh, her. She's tried to forget so many times. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where I'll do rum and coke. Rum and coke? Um, come and rook. Come and rook. Um, remember early on when we dated? This is one thing I did ever... This is one thing that I felt weird about, but I thought it was comical. You know, I look at it now and I laugh as comical because I never seen anything like this as an only child. But me and her, when we started dating, we were over in the South End. We went to Doc Watson's and then I think it was Big B Coffee afterwards. Or no, we were at dinner at Doc Watson's and your sisters, your sisters were at Big B having a coffee. And we wound up no, no, eating. No, 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 Leave those there. And we wound up eating at Doc Watson's. We wound up eating at Doc Watson's, and then the end of the night, we were out in the parking lot, and we wound up hugging. We give each other a kiss good night. You went home because then I, I left too. But when I was in the parking lot talking with her, I hugged her and I kissed her. Here comes the two older sisters being protective. They rode around real slow. Chris and Diane, and they're just looking out the window like, you know, okay, is this dude treating her baby sister good, you know? And then I kind of was See, like, they did love you, Ange. I was kind of I know like, they love me. And I was just kind of like, ooh, this is different. You know, I've never experienced anything like this. And then I said, hi, you know, everything's all right. We had a good time. And then and they drove about, and they went about their business. But I just felt that was uncomfortable at the beginning but now I look at it like I said I laugh about it now you know? yeah. your two sisters looking out for you yeah let's go into some final thoughts then I guess both have their pros and cons, being an only child and coming from multiple siblings, I guess. The biggest thing from my perspective, no, little tiny beads. The big ones are probably okay, but it's... We're watching Amelia take beads, as long as she don't go to New Orleans. Yeah, not those kind. It's no the, yeah. Um, for me, it was the loneliness. 
That that was the biggest you know, hurtful, the big ones. Those are most unpleasant thing for me, just loneliness. Maybe just give her like I learned to cope, like you said, you learned to become self-sufficient, self-reliant. You know, you just entertain yourself and all that, and yeah. come adulthood, you know, with, with all the noise and the chaos and the sharing of spaces and things, just becomes difficult. That, that'd be my big thing. Is, don't touch my shit. I <laughs> I felt that later on in life. I felt more. I had the loneliness as a kid, but I felt more of it in the teenage years and the high school years because my relationships I didn't wasn't really popular with the ladies. And I'd just grown into isolation. I tried, but was unsuccessful in trying to find that high school love or find somebody to go to the prom with. And I'd just grown into a world of isolation where I would just be do my own thing, entertain myself, play like toys or play video games, or I just sit back and just put my feet up and watch basketball at night, and, and then I just didn't want to be bothered with the high school crowd, and just said, fuck sports at Woodward, everything sucked over there, <laughs> you know, even though they had a good hockey team. Yeah, they did, they did have a good hockey team. It I don't feel any pain anymore. Given so everything with the divorce yeah, and the, to this day still trying to figure out the giving a baby up for an adoption thing, like, well, that, you know, hindsight now being lied to about why. Uh, a lot of anger as a kid about the whole thing, about everything. And at the time, gangster rap was making its turn and becoming very popular. And I think that was a very big help in getting over it. Because you had that outlet, you know? You could feel the anger in the music and you'd just rap along and just feel that beat and just let it loose through that. That escaped my reality, too, listening to rap music. (laughs) And then the other thing that I found also was comedy. Comedy CDs. Yeah. uh, You had Dennis Leary, you had George Carlin. I'll I'll start from the beginning, if you don't mind. Sure. Do you remember the... uh, Pre, uh, right around the same time as MTV. You remember the box on oh, TV? Yeah. You you would have to call in a phone number and pay your ninety nine cents or a buck yeah. ninety nine or whatever, and you would, because they, they would flash you know art you know song name and then or artist name and then video and you'd have a list to pick from. It was like a video jukebox. Yeah, yes, yes. And you would call in and you know make your payment or whatever, and then they would play the videos on the box. Well, I always saw something you know called asshole, Dennis Leary asshole. Never saw the video played because if you sat there long enough, you know somebody would call in and they would play the video and you would get to watch it for them, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, never got to see asshole. Well, one day I'm at for those of you remember CDs, Camelot Music. Yes, Music Land. I I don't know how I happened upon it, you know. But, didn't know there was a comedy section. I just happened to find Dennis Leary, and I flip over the backside and I see a track called Asshole. This is my introduction into, hey, you can buy comedy on recording, you know? Had no clue. Back then, we didn't have Comedy Central. We had the Ha Network on cable, and it was still pushing a lot of the SCTV, you know, Eugene Levy, John Candy, that really old comedy shit that... Back then was old, so... You speak about CDs with Dennis Leary. I bought the Adam Sandler, and I still have the Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Piece of shit car. Uh, I got a piece of shit car. But but the first track was Asshole, and it's a song. I don't know which one I like better. 
So I thought, okay, this is kind of fun. This is close and silly. But then track two starts out with the comedy, you know, the introduction of the comedian. He comes out and starts to tell jokes. Oh my God, what is this? And Dennis Leary was high energy, fast talking, and you know, just hitching the mouth with the jokes. Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, you can say these things and. Like you said, you know, George Carlin, I found George Carlin, Richard Jenny, Sam Kinison, so many others, and it's just, wow. You know, you, you can actually, I don't have to find an outlet for it, I can find someone else that has already had that outlet, and I can just live vicarious, vicariously through that. And I, that made a big, big difference is finding the, the the gangster rap movement when that came along, and then finding comedy. Those were my, yeah. I remember, remember calling you early on when we became friends. You had your own damn phone and your own video messaging, or, or not video messaging, your own answering machine. And then I'd call you, and if I didn't get your get you you'd have something on the recording your george carlin little you know a little speech spiel about something and then you'd have the beep you know hey Dick, what's going on buddy hey how are you doing blah 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 you know, great time oh god the box was the box was awesome plenty of time call up videos Nufo and Pernia, they were here. They would say the Times and Auto Shop. We jammed to that. Looney's, I got five on it. I got probably, five. Uh, the remix bought seven different plays for that. Quick version is, long story short, as I discovered I have a half-brother out there. and This is fairly recently, but we only, he knew of me longer than I knew of him, but we, we met up a few years back, blah, 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 but... Obviously, we never grew up together. But anyways, he's big into the marijuana stuff. And him and his wife do a lot of the waxes, the dabs, and stuff like that. So I jokingly asked him one day, I said, so what do you do if you just want weed to get high now? What do you, what do, you do? Where do you go? Because everything's been so refined now to such specific hydroponics and strains and waxes and oils. What if I just want to smoke a joint and get high? What do you do? You know? You know, loonies, I got five on it. On what? What do you want? I just want to join. Some marijuana. That's kind of done and over with now. You know that. You can't just go get a joint anymore. Yeah. I'm sure there's neighborhoods you can go and get that. You know, but everything's so fucking refined now, especially now that more and more medicinal stuff. It's just what these fuckers gonna rap about now? Xanax and oh, <laughs> oh, popping mollies. Oh, okay. I mean, back then there was so many tracks based upon smoking weed. Yeah. And now you got shit that these guys take one hit and they're high for three days. I don't know. You kind of lost the lure of it. You you lost the uh... rap about TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you catch my thirty second video on TikTok? True, which we do. Luckily. You, you kind of, I, I don't know if romance is the word, but you kind of lost that. The next episode, smoke weed every day. Took a hit of dab and I was high for three days. That's not how that, you know, I mean, just, you, you kind of lost all that. Papa Percocet every day. <laughs> I mean, hip-hop used to make fun of having track marks in your arms from sticking needles in it, and now it's, it's what these guys rap about. It. 
You, you, you've gone too far. You I mean, they're taking things apart, Amelia. I don't know. Amelia. Eminem, you know, he don't really talk about his pill popping anymore. He's done with that. He's oh, sober. God. Sobriety. Um, He's sober close man. to snapping on that one. I know. I told that. <laughs> Amelia, you better correct your child. There was a couple tracks on the uh, mur mur uh, music to be buried by. He goes off on some of the the drug, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you think? What's your final take on all all the Give that to both me. sides of the equation? Being a, a loner and then being part of the bigger herd. I don't know what word. Words are hard. You know, it just it's it's a, it's a um. Only, I don't know, this is how I want to say that. Just look at the floor, try not to get mad. <laughs> Put them in the bucket. That, that, that's an OCD thing right hey. there. That's. <laughs> hey. Hey. Put them in the bucket. <laughs> I, I grew for an only child. There was the heart heartache sometimes, and then there was the days that I wish I had a brother or sister sometimes. What was it? If I was an only, or if I was the older brother, if I had an older brother, oh. or if I was an older brother to a younger sister... You know, how would life been? Could I have pushed myself more, been more in a career, made a better, went down a better path? Almost like having competition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I still get, I still have myself withdrawn. Like when I get with her family, sometimes I have my distance. I'm like, okay, I can't handle all this. Oh. Yes. Holidays yes. are a very hot, Any, anything yes. with a group gathering is a hot thing for you. I get distant. I just got to step away, you know. You did good. I think you did actually did pretty good Christmas Eve, though. I think this is actually the first Christmas yeah. Eve with my family. You got better last year, but you were still a little in. Eh. This year, you got way better. So, it's <laughs> taken eight years. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. But baby steps, in. doesn't do good with crowds. And, you know, thank God, you know, I think of the last birthday party with her when she turned three when you all came over you were my cushion my something i can bounce off to from the family come hang out with you like we went in the back back of the patio and sat there and just <laughs> chopped it up yeah, you, you brought know? her outside and we hung out out there and yeah you had that cool shirt from universal studios bald guys something oh yeah just up. another six yeah I yeah love shirt. i love that shirt it's like, <laughs> i need that shirt and <laughs> and then we just went in the back and we just chopped it up and have a good laugh. And they just kept me away from the family pressure. Too much of it is kind of yeah, a... Yeah, pick all those up, right? Here's something weird that I struggle with dealing with. The friends that I did have when I was younger, I could never bring them around each other. I could never integrate my friends. I could be friends with this person over here. That person in front of me and this person over here. Just fine and dandy. But the second I tried to integrate any of the two or all of them, nobody got along. And so I think to this day, that's kind of why I like to have like parties, you know, host host stuff. But the minute I do... We realize how much it sucks. No, 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 no. I, I just stay back. I just want to kick back and watch, you know. I, I enjoy watching people hang out. I, I spent so many times with, you know, friends that 
the friends that I did have, and they, did, they didn't get along, so I couldn't really play with everybody, you know? I had to pick who I'm playing with that day, you know? That always kind of sucked. Right. Just... Yeah. That's how I am, too, with friends. I just kind of don't want to, like, push, get people together certain ones, because I just don't think how it's going to work, you know? The chemistry's kind of like, Err. Yeah. You know, I have my moments. I have you and Nufo. We do our thing, hang. And then sometimes I have Richie... You know, me and him will go have a lunch or something. Then I got my buddy at work, Brent. He was the he was the story, the creepy guy tweets. I showed you that the one time from the meme war. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know, he's a good-hearted dude. He just likes to gabble and blah, 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 talk, 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 talk. And then I think about bringing him around to you guys if you all want to meet each other. We were actually all at the Jeds that time for the diaper party, but he kind of stayed his own thing. With his buddies, he brought a couple of his friends there, and I helped with you and Nufo that night. But I kind of didn't want to bring him around because I just didn't think the chemistry was going to be great because he'd be one to keep rambling on, and you wouldn't get a word in edgewise. And then you guys would say something to me on the side, like, damn, you know, your friend's, like, your friend's a good dude, but fucker, he just talks, talk, 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 talk. You know, and I just, I keep myself from the, you know, integrate my friends i have my specific um, you know times for you guys you know it's funny because everything i see and hear hear from you and you know see all the posts and comments back well back when i was on facebook you and richie i feel like i'd like to hang out with richie however on the same note with that knowledge in mind, right. I like him, so I don't want to meet him and end up not liking him. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I just, yeah, you know, we exchanged words a few bit at the diaper party and everything was fine and good, you know, but if we hung out, hung out, would I still like him? You know, it's like, I almost don't want to risk it, you know? Like, I like liking this guy that I don't know. Does that make sense at all? You know what I mean? Like, I would say one thing with him, if I brought him down to the bar, he wouldn't be a big drinker. He might do a couple beers. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying he's not a big, yeah. you know. He used to do stuff like that, but he wouldn't, he'd do a beer or two, and he'd chat some sports with you. He's, st- he's still into wrestling big, like, way bigger than what you, you and me do, yeah. you know. He, would, he could go ramble on about all that. I'm happy he made it out for you. Uh, to Vegas for your wedding. I'm really happy about that. That was nice. I'm yeah. been glad somebody came. Yeah, I was really happy. Because I know you know him for a long time, too. So That was... Not as long as you guys. You and Nufo, but I've known him. Jeez, you got him for, what, 15, 20 years? Almost? Oh, 15 years. 15? Yeah. He went to... Did he go to Woodward? Mm-hmm. No? He went to Wimmer. The last yeah. name is very familiar. His dad, has been. his dad was a softball coach. His dad, you've probably seen him on Channel 11 News. Dad, softball coach. He did Central Catholic Notre Dame Academy. That could be. Yeah. Just seeing it. He don't do the softball coaching no more. He kind of, like, retired from that. Got out of that, but his dad was always on TV and that. Um, all right, we're going to end this note. Thank you for listening to this two-part episode of... Like it or not, with Big Ben Shady, I'm your host, Big Ben Shady, and thank you to my special guest tonight, Whiskey Nick. Thank you for having me, sir. And our loving wives, Crazy Tracy and Angela Threno. Yay! Thanks for having us.
Our little baby girl, Amelia, wish she would talk. Anything, yeah, anything you ladies want to say before I head off? We rock, you know. Uh, peace and hair grease. <laughs> you can find me on social media regular facebook twitter benjola 12 instagram the polish guy you love to hate uh don't do tiktok i could try it again maybe we'll see but peace out and good night